I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Justin Pike, chairman of MyPinPad, one of the global leaders in secure personal payment authentication solutions on smartphones and tablets. Uh, Justin, as one of these market leaders around the world, what's your view of the current state of the payments industry? It's in a really interesting state of flux at the minute. COVID, obviously, is a, is a terrible thing globally, but to many in the payments industry, it, it has presented some, some unique opportunities. It's, I think, forever changed the way that we will do commerce, but it's also presented a number of challenges as well, um, especially for the older generation who've never shopped online before and typically get the hand-me-down iPad or, or older phone that maybe it's not up to the latest patches with security. So there's been a lot more compromises. But it's really highlighted the difference, I think, in physical store face-to-face payments where you can simply tap and pin or tap and go and trying to buy something on the internet where every single checkout is experience is different. My mother-in-law still uh, take an hour every single Monday in the first lockdown trying to talk her through the checkout process for Waitrose. You know, where is it stored? What do they need this for? What's those three numbers? I always come down to why can't I just tap my card like I do in the shop? And the technology now exists now for that to kind of become possible. Well, you're saying people could tap a, tap a card on their own mobile phone? Yes, there, there, is, there is discussions underway. So there's been a, a good logical progression from, from the very first version of the PCI requirements, which was Spock, that allowed you with a PCI dongle to turn your mobile phone slash tablet, the merchant, into a payments acceptance device, aka Square, ICI will sum up. But you could then do pin entry on the screen uh, directly. The next logical step of that was uh, was PCI CPOC, where you could, if you had an Android device, you could you could simply tap your card against uh, the phone. We are still waiting for uh, the official PCI CPOC with pin, but there are scheme waivers now um, in place for companies that can uh, that, that have the technology and want to forge ahead with that. And the next next logical step, which which is being discussed now uh, with the schemes, is sort of a, a tap in app uh, approach, whereby if you're buying an airline ticket through the British Airways app, um, you could just simply tap your card against your phone and enter your PIN number for a full liability shift, uh, effectively card present transaction. You mentioned there, I'll pick up on one of the things you said first, that you're still waiting regarding CPOC and PIN. You're talking about regulation, I assume. Yes, PCI moved for PCI very quickly with 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 Spock. Given the monumental shift in the industry from banks telling people for years, "Don't put your pin into a mobile phone," to all of a sudden, "Yes, you can put your pin into your phone." And by the way, you can put your pin into a stranger's phone. So it was a monumental shift for PCI, which, in my view, they did in record-breaking time. However, the schemes also want to expand the the kind of merchant base and payment acceptance throughout the world. You can't do that when there's hardware. It has to be a software-only solution. So quickly, very quickly, the CPOC, which is on Android, obviously because of the nature of Apple, you can tap up to the contactless limit, which during during COVID has, has been increased pretty much throughout the world. And the next version, we are hoping, we was hoping it would be out the start of this year. There was rumours last year, it was the end of last year, first quarter of this year, but PCI have now announced it, it's been kind of pushed back. They are looking to sort of amalgamate various SPOC and, and, and CPOC approaches into one kind of unifying standard. 
So we're not expecting that until next year when we can kind of get our hands on it and, and you probably see solutions middle to end of next year, if not tail end of the year after, or start of the year after. Okay, one of the other things that you mentioned was your mother's own experience at Waitrose. Yes. The first thing that we have to validate for people is that the transaction is going to be secure. We also have to get them to understand that it can be simple. Because if it's not going to be simple, they're going to stumble, they're going to fail, they're going to walk away, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's and, and there's there's some other challenges which I'll which I'll come on to as well. But there is, I mean, if you look how much on, I mean, and it 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 goes both ways. Um, how many retailers have been caught out now? My local garden centre is one where all of a sudden they now been starting to sell online during the first lockdown. And all of a sudden, there's a whole risk now of, of, of risks and things they've come unstuck with. Chargebacks. They never knew what a chargeback was before because it didn't exist when they were purely dealing face-to-face. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. It's been both ways. There's been problems for the consumers, especially when older generations are not used to shopping uh, online, are faced with all these different questions. And they're very, I mean, my, my mother-in-law is still convinced that she can get a virus from an iPad. She doesn't know what it is or what it does, but this is the, the, the lack of understanding. And it is, even for uh, myself, it is daunting when, you know, there's there's no one single way to um, check out, you know, your passwords, uppercase, lowercase, some of them want a delivery address, some of them don't, some of, you know, they, there's all these, some will store it and name the card. And and it's scary, you know, so, so to have a and it, it, it does put, you know, PCI burdens onto um, uh, companies as well. And, and as we've seen in the last couple of years, if you have a breach in your storing cards, it can be very costly, you know, in, in real money, but, all, you know, and, and reputational damage can end a company. So to be able to, to, to remove a lot of that and just let the um, consumer simply tap a card, I mean, how much would Amazon sales have gone up if for the older generation, if, if they could just... You know, if they could tap a card at you know tap a card at the door upon uh, delivery or even when they order, you know, and the same for a lot of uh, companies. So, and there are other challenges as well with this um, technology. I mean, it's all it's all well and good, you know, having a piece of glass that that you can shop with, but how do you put your pin into a piece of glass if you can't see if you're blind, you know? So, it, 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 while it brings great opportunities, it, it it brings great issues to solve as well. I, you know, I'd never thought about the issue of those with a lack of sight. Obviously, when phones were button phones, it's easy for, for somebody who, who's blind to, to work out where he is on the phone pad with the button phones, but much more challenging if it's just a sheet of glass. Absolutely. And it's something that, that, that's been... Uh, Spock and CPOC with electronic pin pad does present certain uh, disabilities, some great advantages. You can deliver high contrast. You can make the the pin pad different shapes based on you know based on certain eye uh, conditions. But if 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 you can't see, how do you shop? You know, um, it's something that we gave a lot of thought for. And people, a lot of companies now that are sprouting up left, right, and center, fintech companies think that they can raise some money and jump into this because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of money in it. We spent eight years, nine years doing this and, and, and developing a full solution and addressing these things. So we have a patented solution on how you uh, on how you put a pin number in if you're blind, which we work in, in conjunction with the RNIB to, and we roll that up uh, globally. Because a lot of countries, such as Australia, it's mandatory. You, you, you have to have a solution. So it's fine to jump on the bandwagon to have a solution, but you really need to think things up. It's got to be workable, of course. And speaking of workable... You talked a lot about PCI. 
Talk to me about PCI compliance. How important is this, apart from being fundamental? Fundamental. <laughs> um, and, and again, this, this explosion now with, with, with COVID and people want to shop at home, every week now there's, there's another company coming out looking to do a tap-on-phone solution. There are very few. We was the first with uh, CPOC to be PCI. There are still very solutions, very few of which are PCI, but everybody just thinks that they can raise some initial money off uh, an investor and, and, and jump in with a um, solution from plugins and libraries uh, together. But PCI compliance runs through an entire organization. It, it kind of defines how you hire someone and how you fire someone and everything in between. It covers your phones, your devices. You know, we, we have entire compliance departments that, that lock down phones and laptops a lot of these new companies that's come into to market have none of that. And there is a danger that customers, uh, merchants that, that go for, uh, with their uh, solution ultimately could be uh, compromised. You know, so it, it, it really is PCI is, is uh, you know, it, it's bred through the entire uh, company. It's like blood in your uh, body. It's from top to bottom and affects every aspect of the company, every aspect. And it's expensive. We've spent tens of millions on compliance and development and, and, and patents. This is hard. You know, I think there will be some horrible lessons learned in, you know, potentially 12, 18 months time when, you know, the wheels could fall off when, you know, a lot of these um, solutions go to market at scale. Well, compliance may be expensive, but it's presumably, and this is what you're hinting at, going to be less expensive than the potential alternative. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, there's, there's, there's no shortcuts to it. There's no shortcuts. When PCI do finally release this, you know, this, this CPOC plus pin specification, it'll be inter- interesting in, say, two years' time, how many players are actually then left in the market. You know, is there going to be a, a lot of customers left high and dry, or there's going to be a lot of consolidation? Justin Pike, chairman of my pin pad, thank you very much indeed. <laughs>